I'm Aria Schwartz. And I'm Rachel Galligan. Welcome to the Windsider Show, where it's all about the W. We got some big news in the middle of the season. Another coach has been relieved of their duties. Derek Fisher is out as the LA Sparks head coach and GM. And the Atlanta Dream making some moves with the New York Liberty. Let's dive in. our show please consider joining our patreon community patreon.com backslash windsider for less than a cup of coffee a month you can directly show support for the hard work we do covering the w and don't forget to see our amazing staff's written content over at windsider.com that's windsider.com are you looking to get tickets for the upcoming WNBA season thanks to our sponsor tick pick you don't have to worry the original no fee ticketing site and official ticketing partner the WNBA defending champion Chicago Sky. Use the link T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K.com backslash Winsider. That's TickPick.com backslash Winsider for all your upcoming ticket purchases for the WNBA, NFL, NBA, or any other event. Rachel, we have midseason trades. We got coaches uh, having the exit door hit them on the hiney as they walk out midseason. This is not the W that we grew up on. It's glorious to see this a day of reckoning um, yesterday as the LA Sparks decided to move on from Derek Fisher, the coach of four seasons, ends his career with a, or ends his WNBA stint as the LA Sparks head coach with a overall record of 54-46 and a one in four playoff record. A lot of head scratching moves. Um, what's your initial reaction originally, or I guess as you've had some time to kind of uh, let it sink in? Right off the bat, my initial was my initial reaction was along the lines of, "Okay, we I figured this was coming at some point, right? Like maybe after this season, I felt like maybe there was kind of a longer leash with Fisher, and you know that it was just a matter of time before they were going to part ways." That this wouldn't necessarily happen during the season unless it was an absolute, you know, catastrophic just train wreck. Um, so I was a little bit surprised to see the timing of it, you know, 10, 11, whatever it is, games into the season for LA. So I'm sitting there and in my mind, I was like, it's, it's one of two things. It's either they had it in their mind, like, okay, we're going to give it three weeks. We're going to give it 10 games. We're going to see what this looks like you know, headed into the season, a predetermined notion of how they were going to approach this year with Fisher at the helm. Um, and then if they didn't like what they saw, they were going to make a move or something else went on behind, behind, behind the scenes. I'm a little more inclined to think that it was the, the latter. You know, I think when you just watch the sparks play, it was just so disjointed. Um, so just, I don't even know how to describe it. Like it just wasn't enjoyable to watch. And you're looking at a team that obviously has talent, but you're trying to figure out how to, you know, harness all of that together, right? Like, how are we going to be competitive? How are we going to run our offense? How are we going to, whatever, what's our defensive philosophy going to be? You know, what is our identity going to be? And I don't think 
honestly, I don't think that LA, here we are a month into the season. I don't think we have any of those questions answered. It's still a giant question mark to me in LA. If anything, it just looks like an all-star team thrown together and there's really no plan or, or consistency rotation. It just seems very, very just difficult to watch. And I think that it was evident to anybody who really watched LA this year. So, you know, you, you really wonder, do the players feel that, you know, and, and what was it like in the locker room? What, what, what was the chemistry like amongst the team and, and Derek Fisher? I mean, there, there, there does come a point where, where coaches can lose their team a little bit. Um, and again, I don't know, you know, if that's the case, I'm just going off of what I see on the floor and just the timing of this to me doesn't make sense. Cause it's not like they just, you know, lost seven in a row, like Phoenix had, you know, they, they had kind of won a few games. They've kind of stumbled around and showed flashes and then looked bad. Like it's, they've kind of fumble farted through some things. So I'm a little more inclined to think that it just was like, Hey, this is not working. And, and, you know, we need a, a breath of fresh air. And, and honestly, it's time and, and I don't, I don't, I don't hate it. Um, he had his opportunities and I think, you know, more so than anything, I'm excited to see if and how this team can come together in any way, shape and form. And a lot of times a midseason move can kind of spark that. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. Uh, obvi- look, obviously, you know, all right, let, let me start from the beginning. Derek Fisher came in. There was already question marks. He was an unsuccessful NBA coach. He came to the W. There was a no shortage of criticism for the signing, but it's the LA Sparks. They like to do big time hires. Also the LA Sparks. I'd have to check this, but just a ridiculous amount of head coaches that they've gone through, through the tenure of this team, considering the success that they've had, but that's what comes, you know, uh, what is it? Heavy is the crown that wears the heavy is the head that wears the crown. Um, he comes in to a team that was essentially created by Brian Agler um, and and Penny. And what we saw is when he first came in, you know, 22 and 12, a great season to start. And then uh, gets his one and only playoff win, but then gets swept by the Connecticut Sun. Um, and then the next season, you know, still riding that similarly built roster built by others. Um, and goes 15 and seven, his best, his best season. And, you know, at times there was always the narrative of Derek, look at Derek Fisher's record. Yeah. He hasn't gotten it done in the playoffs yet, but look at his record during the regular season. We'll get there. And there was always the pushback of he didn't build that roster. Um, and then he took over as GM and he built up his own roster and we knew it was going to be, you know, great or horrible. And to be blunt, it was horrible. Like, Ugh. yeah, there there was a couple nice highs, but I think there was, you know, any time that you have a moment where there's a streak of games and you sit there and you go, excuse my language here. Well, shit, if we lose this next game, coach is probably out the door. I think that says more than enough. And I think we all collectively understood um, like a week and a half ago. I think you said this like uh, either on one of our streams or on the pod or, or maybe off air when we were chatting, basically said they need to win two of four on this road trip. Now they did win two of four, but some of their losses were just the loss that. to Phoenix was like a cherry on top. Yeah. You know? and, and, and like, honestly, like I feel like it was already, the decision was kind of already made. It was more of a, when's it happening? Well, and also you know, too, I mean, LA did have a really tough start of the season out on the road traveling. I mean, they were not handed any, 
an easy start of the season with the roster that they've been given. I mean, in comparison, okay, well, yeah, but but Seattle's but, played right. nine straight home games. Like, I get that. Tough, but here's the thing: LA's going to get home games at the end of the season. So, like, I, 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 here's my thing: I'm not down for external excuses. Winners don't find external excuses; they find internal rationale to change what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, th- I think, look. I think you can sum up the Derek Fisher era into um, two moments, really. One was the uh, post-playoff, you know, the the sweep by Connecticut when, um, or uh, sorry, was it? I'm trying to blink. Whatever. What the game where he benches Candace Parker? Oh God! Obviously, has to be the first one that comes to mind when I think of Derek Fisher's tenure as the Sparks head coach. I think of that moment, and then I think of. The Neko Gumake presser after the loss to Minnesota when they're down two, uh, sorry, when they're down three and they go for a two point play. And <laughs> the con- the confusion there where I believe Neko's quote was something to the effect of we're going, f- the play was for two and w- three or something like that. Like they're, they're, you know, I have, I spoken to players or people in the LA sparks camp. No, but I think I can say this confidently just based off of post game interviews Like the locker room wasn't sitting there, you know, holding up picket signs saying don't fire Derek. Um, There was obviously something going on behind the scenes, probably more than we'll ever fully understand. But a change needed to be made. This is for the better. And look, I mean, this season you have to like you're basically starting all over. It can't get much worse than this. Right. Like you have to consider that as a positive. Um yeah, I mean, what do you think moving forward? I I guess looking forward for this team is just the inconsistencies. Like we saw Derek finally get into switching around the starting lineup, playing around with different different sets, and then just stop doing that. Right, right. Like yeah, he mean, found some success. You know, I'm I'm curious to see where this team goes from here. Exactly. Now that they have a new co- head coach who has some experience, you know, Fred's been around. He's coached multiple teams. Now that's not to say that. Uh, I personally and many other people haven't been critical of Fred when he was a head coach. And I think, you know, if I remember back when he was hired as an assistant coach, I said that's the perfect role for him. He can support Derek as somebody who used to be a head coach. He is a player's coach in the sense that players love him and go to him. Liz is a huge fan of him, as I think it's been publicly documented many times. But that doesn't mean that, like, I think all the answers are solved. Like, he was made a lot of questionable calls as a head coach. And yeah, I mean, yeah. good for now, but not exactly. not solving the issue. Exactly, it's he's a space filler. He's going to be serviceable for the remainder of the season. It's going to give the players someone who has experience and WNBA head coaching experience, and you know, it is going to be able to maybe you know be a be a be a new voice. Um, and not 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 too new, still very familiar. Has been there, kind of up behind the scenes, but. You know, it's serviceable for now. I would be absolutely shocked, you know, if it's a long-term thing. I I do not see that. I believe that L.A. is in desperate need of a complete fresh start and a complete overhaul, similar to the way, like, like Atlanta did it last year, right? Like, they had had the interim situation, and while that was going on, they were planning for the future behind the scenes and bringing in all the new pieces. I mean, this is the L.A. Sparks we're talking about here, you know? Like, it just demands more. 
and and in my mm-hmm. opinion, that's just how I see it. And 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 like this is the LA Sparks. You know, they they should be up there with champion competing for championships, top four in the league minimum every single year. I mean, that's the expectation, in my opinion, that should be in LA, and the ownership groups should be holding. So, um, I don't think you get that by just continuing to like patchwork and random like it's got to be a, a fresh start um so I'm, I'm really excited to see where the direction of that going cue all of the you know conversation about who candidates and names and, and we have we have plenty of time to talk about that but i i see fred as you know just just kind of his role is is taking this team through the remainder of the season and again trying to do kind of what i think at, they've been trying to do for la since since training camp get this team to gel together and and play their best basketball, whatever that looks like. I don't know what that is. And while also managing all these personalities. Um, yeah, no, totally. I mean, look, end of the day, it's a new era. I'm excited to see who kind of takes the reins next year. Um, gotta be looking at big names. I would hope somebody successful, uh, who's shown experience in the W and look, Becky raised the bar of how much, uh, WNBA head coaches are going to get paid. So Hey, I'm I'm excited to see what the move is from there, and and to just see like how this LA Sparks team rallies. Now we all know we saw it in Indiana after they made uh, their head coaching change midseason. Often teams are able to the the rallying cry the first game under the new coach. They find out that win. I'm more focused on the first five to six games under Fred to see kind of what's the new look of this team, um, and are we going to continue the? How do I say this nicely? the not so great play or are we going to see a team that's uh, newly motivated well, and driven? And here's the thing. If it is something where the players were starting to get disgruntled or people were frustrated, I mean, the fans are frustrated. So you can't tell me that behind the scenes, the players aren't frustrated. I mean, you can even mm-hmm. see it in press conferences. It just, you just got that sense. So now, you know, the, the common denominators out the door and now you kind of have this rejuvenate, rejuvenated kind of start and approach to the season. Like, I wouldn't be surprised, you know, if this team does come together a little bit more and they play with a little bit more of a pep in their stuff because they're not feeling the same way they were feeling before. Again, that's the hope, right? Like if you're, if you're a Sparks fan and and you're looking at this team as a whole and all the talent, this could be a, a, a big step. And just, again, I'm not saying they're going to go win the WNBA, the, the championship. I think, I think they've got a chance to be a playoff team. They might be number eight. We'll see, but we can't deny the fact that there's talent on this roster. It's just a matter of, you know, inspiring this team to play their best basketball and come together. And I just didn't see it up until this point. Yeah, no, I agree. And also one thing to note that you kind of touched on was like, now if the common denominator was the team didn't like Derek or they wanted Derek out. Now you not only have this fresh rejuvenated look on it, but it's also like time to prove it. You know, you can't use him as the excuse anymore. Now it's on you. And I think players, you know, mature driven players, strive for that um and, and kind of live off that the other big news today um atlanta dream and new york liberty had a little bit of a trade a mid-season trade going down how rachel that? um how about that don't it not used to that ad goes from new york in exchange for megan walker and raquel carrera um initial thoughts reaction um i mean obviously it's amazing to see somebody who was in an Atlanta Dream uh, commercial back in the day. Back in the day, uh, you know, make it on, make it onto the team. Definitely st- great story. The way AD's fought back and and got back into the league. 
has been to put it nicely borderline unplayable so far this season so i'm kind of curious to see what atlanta can do for ad um in that situation mm-hmm. but look end of the day it's it's something interesting and we all know why the liberty are making this move rachel why are the liberty making this move? well i'm, I'm really excited for ad and, and a bit of a fresh start clearly still very much recovering from all the complications with covid that's going to take time right and Atlanta's in a situation where they have the ability to, you know, work with, with AD. I, I would imagine, you know, I'm not speaking for them, but we, Asia Dirt can play, you know, and, and so you hope that they can get back to hundred um, percent. I like the homecoming. AD went to school in Atlanta. I mean, I'm a, I'm always a big fan of a big homecoming story, hometown player, um, especially a Louisville player who, who draws a huge amount of fans in general. So you know, to be determined what, what happens with AD's career and that fit in Atlanta. Um, I personally like the feel goodness of the story and I'm excited for the fresh start for AD. Um, when it comes to New York, a lot of moving pieces here, um, you know, Megan Walker and Raquel Carrera, Megan Walker has been waived or is expected to be waived. I don't know if it's been released from the team yet or not, but, um, we were told that, uh, Megan Walker is expected to be released. Raquel Carrera, the rights to Raquel Carrera. I have watched Carrera for many, many, many years. Absolute stud. Um, I've spent a lot of time in Spain. Uh, there's actually a good chance I might have a chance to see her. I don't know whether she's coming over or not. I haven't had a chance to dive into kind of what sort of conversations have been had. Um, but Carrera is extremely talented, still very young. Um, plays Played for Valencia over there in Spain, and, and I'll be over there actually in August. So, um, honestly could be the best player in, in the conversation we're having right now has that type of potential. So for, for New York, like, again, you, you, there's always the question mark of international players and, and their willingness to come over. And what does that look like? Those are things we don't know, but a lot of the moves we're seeing in our transactional types of things. We saw Dangerfield was released from her hardship contract um, is expected to be resigned. I would anticipate it's a hardship deal. I mean, if you agree with me, but I don't know that for, for certain. Again, New York is in the midst of working a lot of different things, a lot of moving parts right now. And, and then I think the big question mark is, you know, Maureen Johannes. Again, it's, it's, it's moving pieces, shifting things around. Um, you've got some injuries, so there's, there's still going to be some hardships at play. And, and can they find a way to get Johannes over here, which would be a huge shot in the arm for them in the middle of the season? I totally muted myself. <laughs> fool. That fool. That fool. Um, no, yeah, completely. Um, I, I echo everything you said. I was just going to try and push you to to say it's all to get Marine over. And it is, <laughs> it right? Is. Like, that's what I they're mean, trying to do. Yeah. They're, they're making moves. They're clearing up space. I think I saw Jackie Powell put something out. Um, you know, sources have told her that Marine's coming over. I think you put something out um, about that topic, yeah. too. Yeah. I mean, look, end of the day. Marine coming over is a big play. Uh, hopefully, he can give a little shot in the arm to this New York Liberty team, a team that's kind of struggled but had a nice 19-point win last hey, night. Hey, they've won three of their last four. They're turning a little corner here. Yeah, I'll wait. And again, this I'll is wait. a franchise that, in my opinion, is probably okay still being a lottery team. Just saying. Yeah, which is, look, totally fine. They're playing the long Fan, game. Fans, here. you're right. Teams can play the long game. Fans can't play long game. Fans want wins now. Yeah. I want to remind everyone um, – if you haven't already, you should join us for uh, hashtag watch with Windsider. We're doing watch parties for WNBA games. Uh, 
The website to view them is getplayback.com backslash room backslash windsider. It's a really fun, interactive way we do. We're giving out former player jerseys. We're giving out posters. We're giving out cool, random merchandise like Detroit Shock Lunchboxes. Lunchboxes, We're giving out uh, Top Shots, coasters, posters and all. Coasters. Coasters, posters and all. We got it all. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, look, if you enjoy the camaraderie and community of watching WNBA games with friends, you should join us. It's a it's a fun little thing. We bring some special guests on the stage to talk about their beats, their team, what they're seeing in the game, so on and so forth. So uh, we're doing a game tonight, Mystics versus Chicago Sky in D.C. Should be a good one. Um, I'm excited to see it, and I'm excited to uh, see your amazing face tonight, Rachel. We will see you soon.